let's do it okay episode 25 and as we are at such a milestone i think it's worth us doing a mid-season review talking a little bit both about uh, our personal goals and expectations from this season and a little bit of how the round it season in general has gone uh, of course all the boys are together uh mike and gavin uh, and myself so yeah i think we should get straight into it um mike if we want to start with you because i think you have not played as much as me and Gavin so far, but you have commentated, and but you didn't play ma- mainly down to your wrist being a bit uh, mm-hmm. injured. <laughs> yeah, the since we last talked, yeah, I I you know I think I talked more about um, oh the last time we talked about like the season stuff it was before Richmond, and so I actually was enjoying improving at that time, um, but actually I went played with David Gonzalez had a good time while well, we went like two and two in pool play, which I was expecting to go oh and four. Uh so that was pretty good. And then we lost the 16-17 matchup. So I was happy, but I was attempting to cut serve all day, not actually, and uh hurt my wrist pretty bad. Um it was like significantly painful for like I don't know a month or so. And then the last two months has just been on and off. Like I play flag football, so I would catch something the wrong way and then hope the pain would be back or Mm. other things like that. So your lefty is pretty much insane right now, right? (laughs) So I more (laughs) just stopped playing entirely, obviously. And then, uh, you know, we've talked about, uh, obviously I I left my job, so that wasn't an easy thing, a a stressful thing to do. Um, I'm starting a new job on Monday, so that's pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, But on top of that, I moved in between Richmond and now I moved to a new apartment. Um, I ended up today moving out of that apartment. So just a lot of stuff's been going on. So not much round net practice um, compared to where I was, Mm -hmm. but I have been grinding in the past two weeks. And by grinding, (laughs) I mean, just kind of hitting, hitting some serves. I think I am again, and I'm, I'm playing a tournament next week and I'm excited to play at this point. I think like we talked about before, I don't, I don't care how I do in this tournament. I just have been enjoying watching a lot of people do their ambidextrous serving. And I think, and I just want to be able to do that. So I've been working on some, some lefty hittings, more of a, a Luke Mowry kind of situation. Um, but that's been fun. I, I just also am just loving seeing the little reps already. Like I did, I was just doing some lefty reps and I was hitting the net, but they weren't really good. And my arm was really sore. And then today I go out and I can just like hit it with a much higher consistency. And it's like, nothing's really changed. I've just like put a little more time in. So I'm okay. seeing the little improvements come and I'm excited to play next week. Uh, everything else hitting defense, all, all, all on the floor, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm having fun. I'm having where, fun right now. <laughs> where and who are you playing with? It's a uh, East round at series tournament. So I don't know if Ben Dantowitz is the sole person running that, but it's part of the East round net uh, group. So there's one, it says Boston, but it's actually like not, Bo- Oh, I'm outside of Boston now. So it's like 12 minutes from where I currently live. So I'm excited nice. for that. Um, and it's with Mikey Capo Bianco. Um, he recently got premiere at Seattle and has been playing a little bit and is a, local guy that i've known uh and play with for a long time so first tournament with him nice nice yeah and you also comment you also commentated though you missed that part out yeah well so i did playing first so commentary um yeah i will say commentary is very interesting for me um it's kind of hard to tell if you're doing it well i had a lot Mm -hmm. of fun doing it at college nationals i had a lot of fun doing it in boston we got some good feedback. It's really fun to work with Jonah. We've talked a lot about what commentary should be and what it wants to be. But in short, I've been happy with it. I felt like I was lower energy Boston, so I felt like it was worse. But I don't know. And I think I'll say that like there's no placements with commentary. And so I don't know. Like It's hard to tell when I've done well. And I'm not trying to have you guys tell me I did great. But like for me, it's a really interesting thing where it's like, that was fun. After nationals last year, I was like, that was great with Bryce. I was like, that was great. Yes. But this year it's more like we've done it. And I was like, okay, yeah, we did it. So mixed bag. I'm not going to Columbus to commentate there. So you'll see me at worlds and the mm-hmm. championship uh, for that. Yeah. 
I think on just on that like commentary note, I would just say one, Jonah is so good. Um, I know he listens to the podcast too, so hopefully he listens to this with a smile on his face. Because yeah, I I it's incredible. I think it's cool that we brought in people from outside, you know, the usual roundness suspects, and brought in someone with a lot of experience, and then add to the commentary game where mm-hmm. you know, because I think there's different styles. I absolutely love your style, Mike. I absolutely love. I mean, there's been actually a lot of different people who have commentated on the tour series this year. And I mean, hasn't been hardly any, if any, that I've disliked, but it's just cool to see the different styles. And I understand when you say like, how well, how do you know how well you did? Because some people's styles will attract or, you know, some people will prefer specific people's styles of commentary, whereas other people will prefer another style, whether that's very loud and, and quick, whether that's just slow and tactical, whether that's, you know, a review and like, mm-hmm thoughtful it's i think it's it's quite yeah it's quite different it's trying to get that balance i guess from the spiteful tour series you know what's funny is i i saw the i, I don't know which uh tour stop it was it might have even been last season but when the dantowitz brothers came together and commentated i thought it was outstanding and I, I think partially because of the chemistry but i also see you mike building some some more chemistry with jonah and like like you said you had you had the opportunity to kind of had to have a discussion with him about commentary in general and how it should be done is there some are there some kind of key points to those conversations that um you either of you have picked up from one another that have made it uh easier to communicate with one another on on the stream i so for specifics it was just before college nationals we had a great time just sitting at panera eating and talking for like a half hour (laughs) And I think it, the, the, the key of it is that we both aren't pretending we have the answer of what is around a comedy uh, commentary. We're just trying to figure it out. I think the biggest thing that we've both seen is, um, you know, Roundet is so quick. It's more like you don't have to say everything at all. You can let the mm-hmm. play breathe. I don't. So I think the hard part is like, at least when we're doing it professionally, we don't just want it to be we're two guys watching round net and like talking to you. So there needs to be some sort of official cadence to it. But like you can see you see what happens, right? Like that's a, like you see they miss the net. Mm-hmm, you see yeah. they hit a fall. You like, don't need to tell them they missed the net. Yeah. And but like but it helps. So it's like, are you just helping the flow? go through right you create a nice cadence like i think like baseball is very like tennis is like just in between points or it's less so right baseball is they're chatting because it's 30 seconds plus (laughs) in between pitches so we're not there but it's just jonah's just i think keeping the play together um you know when it gets exciting we can pop in i think the biggest thing is what we say is like you do not need to talk about a point until something cool happens um and and that's the biggest thing and so truthfully and i i feel like i'm just talking a lot but we're getting this info out and i say that like every other episode (laughs) what's interesting is like i just because everything i was low energy in boston when i was commentating and that felt i felt like i was doing a worse job because i just when there's i just my brain's not working as well so i'm default to just like talking about what i'm seeing which is like not, I think, what you want. Um, mm-hmm. Ideally, it also is a good match if you're having someone who true, is true. talking maybe more analytically than yeah. having someone explain and someone build on it. I think it's a good yeah. match, or someone who's really exciting. So again, mm-hmm. it's a it's it's a match. You sometimes need both. Yeah. Um, I'll say with yeah. Jonah, the best thing is is I wanted to do more talk to top players this year to understand more things about the game. But Jonah has been trying to learn and improve a lot too. Like we played pickup after the Boston (laughs) tournament. That was really fun. And so we talked about that. He's been trying to get better. And so I think that's really helped him also just improve and know round up just through watching it. Mm -hmm. But also like he, he, him, him and I are both also actively trying to improve in round net, which I think will translate to commentary, but it is fun. I think the end of the day, if we're talking about a check-in for mid season, I've had fun. Um, the hardest part is when there's other matches because I want to go watch other matches. So I love it on Sunday when there's just one match and I can just watch 
now but not even there were silver bracket i wanted to go watch so as a rounded <laughs> fan commentary is terrible because you just want to go around and watch things but um it's been fun um and that's enough about me so please you guys talk let's move on to scott we know about scott man we we never know on that just the last one we never talk about commentaries it's cool that we just talk about in general because it's not we've ever scratched that surface really before i want to say like please share feedback with me i'm not like if you think i should be more this is the other thing i think some people have said i need to have better analysis i think i just need to know the game more you know, like, I just think I need to talk to more players or even just try to improve that thing. But anyway, I'm not prideful about it. If you think my commentary is bad and it can improve, please, uh, please share with me. Because like I said, like, Jonah and I are just trying to make it the best product we can. Um, yeah. And whatever that means, that means. Well, Mike, uh, yeah, before, before we, I was going to say, Mike, before we move on, I do, I do want to say that one of the, one of the strong points I've seen from your commentary has been the con, like the kind of contextualization of the players that are actually on the field and kind of wrapping up and getting, getting the listener to understand listener and viewer to understand what their strong suits are and kind of understanding that who they are as a person. Like, I think you do a really, really good job of that. And then I think Jonah does a really good job of mid play emphasizing the, the most important parts of what's going on. And I think that's a really cool dynamic to see. And I mean, you guys go back and forth, but I, I think that's such yeah. a cool dynamic. I think, um, I think that's also a strength is I just have so much. There's so much rounded history. I need to like, I need to learn more because, or I need to practice because I'm clearly like forgetting things. It's too much in my brain now. Um, but I think that's really cool because I think it's like, why are, why should I care for these people outside of this? What are the contexts I miss? I will say with Jonah and I, I want to do more back and forth. I think in, in Boston, we did much more like riffing than in uh, college nationals, but like in my ideal, there's a lot of back and forth between us and it's very conversational and it feels like you're enjoying your, I, I think of more of it as like, you are enjoying round net with Mike and Jonah but it's like official, like it's, we're not telling at you, whatever. You're just listening to two guys have fun and watch round that, but in like a professional capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. So, but it's hard. I will also say that like, it depends on the tone because some events, like I watched um the tops round at stream and that is just like Thomas and someone just like enjoying a round that match. And like, that is fun too. Yeah right and i really like that and mm-hmm. so there are different styles the spike ball tour series styles is very different from ben dantowitz's stream which is very different from the tops round net stream which mm-hmm. is very different from from anything else yeah revised rounded instagram live uh, <laughs> right, i think what, yeah. whatever the or whoever it is as long as they you can genuinely tell that they love watching it and they love talking about it that just all that straight away ticks a massive box for most viewers and listeners, in my opinion, mm-hmm. having someone passionately watch it and talk about it and commentate mm-hmm. on it live. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're moving on to Scott and Scott, you've been the king of posting cool drills and improvement things. And you've also been traveling a bunch. So how's <laughs> your, uh, your season been so far? Uh, and I wouldn't phrase that whatsoever. Um, but I've had a lot of fun recently. Yeah. Creating some, uh, drills and just training myself uh, as you guys know i obviously moved to florida uh three four weeks ago or three weeks ago now um for to get ready for the soccer season which starts in two weeks um and we've been training pretty much every day uh 7 a.m it's been pretty intense um but i also have like a lot of the daytime evening to myself and it's just been really fun to uh yeah train and uh, record myself every time i just train i just set up the camera it's a little bit more effort but it's also a lot of fun um i also find myself in evenings just like thinking of drills to improve different skills and again it's just like uncharted uncharted territory within round net so i just think it's so much fun to do it just kind of quick little games or turn you know what can be boring drills into a fun game um yeah enjoying doing that recently um obviously part of the coaching which i've been doing now like 12 weeks so i've been happy to see that growing um and yeah 
fun interacting with people online and just putting out content. Um, but yeah, and mid-season for me, um, pretty happy. I actually look back, I haven't put out any YouTube videos for a while um, because I'm saving it for the documentary I'm filming for Worlds. But um, I look back on my old videos already, like when I played with Mark in Orlando and Richmond, and I'm like, I'm so much better than that now. And I'm just like, I was like, did I really do that? I was like, oh, that looks, that looks, that can do with some improvements or, or that. Or I, I like watch a game back and I'm just like, oh, I'm not doing that anymore. Or I think I just have a, a lot more. Does that make you feel better about your progress do you know what i mean like it helps as a baseline of how far you've come this year yeah i mean i watch i i always i mean as almost everyone knows i record everything i do um even if you never use it i think it's cool to have for myself just to document it um but yeah i i watch back videos from like a year and a half ago as well or like um Oh, pretty much just over a year ago was my first like international tournament in Romania. And I watched that back and I just remember like hitting a serve thinking I could cut. And I was just like going up to Benny. And this is a funny story about going up to Benny. And I sent him a video. I was like, Benny, is this a cut? Is this a cut? And because it, it went wide, I d it was like, it was good angle, good reach. It may be cut a little bit. But again, what does it matter if it cut or not? What did I Benny understand. say? Then he said, I'm not sure. <laughs> so he probably didn't. <laughs> that means no. Nice <laughs> that means no. <laughs> but, 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 but looking back on it now, you know, I was just like, I had no idea if it did. And even if it did, how or what I did with my hands, so it didn't mm. matter. But for some reason, I was like, I was like, not obsessed, but I was just like, did it cut? Because it was like this obsession with the cut serves in round net. But um, very much away from that now. And obviously my philosophy is just, yeah, constantly improving, actually understand what you're doing and play the long, play the long-term game. But yeah, I look back. That 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 video was just about a, just over a year old now, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm pretty happy with the progress I've made. Um, mm -hmm. uh, was obviously disappointed to come top to come seventh slash eighth in um Boston with uh, Kaylin, such a cool partner. We had a fun time. Just uh, yeah, just lost in three sets in the quarterfinal, which was the premier game. Lost in three, and then the playoff game for top six. Um. It was the first time we played together and there was a couple of things that didn't completely connect, but we also connected a lot um, on some things and played better as the day went on. But um, again, I look back at the film, I'm just very happy with the progress I'm making. And, and you know, that's all I can do because that's all I have control over. If I think if people desperately want Premiere, which I, I'm not one of those, they can go to a, you know, sanctioned event or go to a less stacked tournament. Uh, yeah not majors or or tournaments that have you know 80 plus contender teams um yeah well that's a quick thing like a like when we talked about in the what was it effort dealing with you know losses mm. episode and, and other things and um or setting goals is like right boston was a stacked tournament like essentially like you you didn't get premiere you missed out so close in boston <laughs> But that doesn't mean you didn't play your absolute best you could have played because it didn't depend on you, right? It mm -hmm. depended on all those other good teams there, right? Like, but, yeah, yeah. But, but I also looked back on after that tournament and my conclusion wasn't wasn't results based wasn't results based in oh this tournament didn't go as well as i want because i didn't get premier mm -hmm. in my opinion i could have played better in boston like i didn't play as well as i could have and right. i'm disappointed more in that than right getting, right like, i think yes. that my yeah. my sole focus was did i did i perform at the best of my ability because that's within yeah. my control the answer mm -hmm. was no yeah. i performed pretty well but it wasn't to the best of my yeah. ability and therefore yeah. after the tournament well, i was a little bit disappointed. It, yeah uh, let's imagine that you got T9 instead and you weren't as close. It's like, okay, maybe if you even did play your best, you wouldn't have got it anyway, mm -hmm. just because everyone else is so good there. But I think that's great too, Scott, where it's like, yeah, mm -hmm. like I'm just trying to play my best out here. That's it. <laughs> Whatever that's happens, it. happens. Yeah. I think that's a long-term goal. And uh, I think I'm happy with how it's going with my progress as an individual from, uh, yeah, leading up to worlds. Uh, I'm flying out to Virginia uh, tomorrow. So today for those listening to the podcast on friday and me and tom who's my partner for worlds tom rogers we are training this weekend as a pair uh, to prepare for worlds and i'm feeling really good the sessions i've been doing recently alone because i haven't been able to play pickup because soccer here has been yeah great and i'll continue to do that 
forward to a world. So yeah, I'm feeling pretty in a good spot. And yeah, just about my sponsorship video, which again, I should have put out so much earlier, but hey, life as we all know. Um, but yeah, looking forward to seeing what happens. I think just on that note, on a sponsorship note, I think we're slowly transitioning into more sponsorships within RoundNet because it's come, becoming more viewable and bigger. Um, and I think we're a couple of athletes away from like really being like, oh, damn, it's possible or this is possible. I mean, again, I always refer to disc golf because disc golf is like the bigger brother to RoundNet, in my opinion. But Paul Macbeth got a 10 million deal over 10 years. And of course, round RoundNet's nowhere near that. It's also the fact that once he got that deal, everyone turned their heads and went, what am I doing? What am I getting? What can I do to improve my deal? Do I need to speak to my sponsor? And, you know, it just elevates the whole sport. Same thing with, with football. If you look at the transfer market, um, Kili, uh, Mbappe went for like 210 million euros or something to um, to PSG. To, I'm, I'm sorry, Neymar. My, my, I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm a soccer player, and I didn't got that wrong. But Neymar went to PSG from Barcelona for like 210 million, and then straight away everyone's price goes up, and it just changes the sport. So, I think we're close in round nets also being being there. I think, or we're, we're definitely heading in the right right direction, especially in my opinion, with so many um, Instagram round net accounts, which. I think is so beneficial and it's great to see it's obviously since the start of the year that so many people have started them. Yeah. It's a huge step up from what we had even last season. And I mean, I, I think the kind of effort that people are putting into the sponsorships and uh, the ability to make round net, not necessarily a full-time job, but a little bit, uh, one, one or two steps closer to that is uh, it, it's huge for the sport and huge for everyone playing and makes it, uh, in terms of longevity, um, more more possible for a lot of people, and hopefully we can see that progress in the in the years and months to come. And I think you're t making huge leaps and bounds as far as that's concerned, Scott. So good on you for putting out all the content and, and all of the uh, all the posts that that lean in that direction. And um, to everyone else who's putting that putting that kind of stuff out too, and to the teams who have acquired sponsorships this season, big or small, um, super cool to see that happening. Mm -hmm. yep I totally yeah thanks yeah and I totally agree it's just it's like everyone's watching each other and I think that's good you even we even see that with the worlds and all nations are watching each other like oh what are they doing oh maybe we should do this oh round at Spain are doing like um put two dollars in a raffle to earn a jersey oh round at Germany are doing a five dollars in five euros and you can uh win some goodies it's like okay GB what should we do oh we're doing a training t-shirt that x -Men. you know it's cool it, and it's I don't think it should ever be looked upon in a bad way it's again it's like being like like you're you're being inspired so then you're just inspiring more people to do similar or different yeah. things and being innovative and that's what we need yeah. in a sport that's so small I like I I well I was I don't know what I, I was gonna say a blanket statement of like I don't really have a big problem with people asking for money ever because of as long as they're not like guilting them into it, right? That's a different yeah, thing. Yeah. But like, right, don't guilt them into it, right? Um, but like if it's like, hey, I'm going to this, would you like to help support me? Cool. Cause people that will will. And then but the other things where it's like offering rewards and incentives, right? Like the USA uh round at jerseys, grab one and support a player. Uh, the GB uh, did the trainer training jerseys. Mm -hmm, Am yep. I correct? Right. Support those. I also want to get everything. And then I'm like, my world's flight was also really expensive. So I probably shouldn't do that, but <laughs> <laughs> I want to get every Jersey, but yeah. like, so I'm saying if you add value, even if it's like a, not a, say a worth value, right? Like, but, and part of right, part of it's a donation and there's a premium. Mm -hmm. I love that. Like, cause the people that will support it, people want to support you. So, and so if you give them the extra value, it's like a win, a win, win. Yeah. And also just, if it's just, Hey, donate to me. I also have no problem with that either because people that will, will, and people that won't, won't. This is the thing. Yeah. This is, I saw a comment on the Facebook page the other day. I don't know if it was Sean Boyer who posted it, but it was just like, he says, Oh, I just think a lot of um round athletes are leaving money on the table. And I couldn't agree more. Like, in the nicest way, 
we're, I'm, I'm never in that. I'm not in that philosophy of wanting to take money. Like uh, it'll guilt people into it. Like, for me, as I've stated, like my main focus is on companies, not individuals. Like if individuals yeah. want to help out, so cool. But they're not my focus. I think again, we need to get more money outside of Roundnet into Roundnet. Um, and I just think it it just comes with being creative um, and being innovative again because the sport is so young. I think a lot of athletes could earn more or could potentially earn a decent amount of money from round net if they find the right ways to do it. It's just being yeah innovative, giving value to yeah. those that want to because those that want to they would they would love yeah. to. Speaking love to of that, it. head to reviseroundnet.com and pick up a Lefty on Tour Revise Roundnet T-shirt. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I'm not kidding. Big plug. But Big plug. It doesn't matter. No, the Una Reverse T-shirts are so cool. Um, I was about to. I'm about to hop on a Boomball T-shirt. <laughs> I hate that because it sounds disingenuous, but it's more of just like, right? Yeah. I'm not trying to guilt. <laughs> right? I know what I'm saying. We're like, trying to get right, Gavin and I are trying to guilt anyone to get T-shirts. That was a joke there, but it's like, this is like a weird stigma. This is like a weird stigma. It's like, if I like it, like I'm genuinely going to say I like it. Yeah. I'm we, we us three are never people that are ever gonna like endorse something that we don't individually like. And just because that's the stigma around social media or the world in regards to hey, if I oh get this because they're giving me X amount of dollars under the table. No, yeah. it's like I mean if if, we, if oh, I don't know, it's that's just a weird stigma in general. But in no, general, I've seen a lot of stuff re- but I've seen it's like tough too. Right? I've seen a lot of stuff recently where um right, better help is sponsoring. A lot of people are like, better help has had some problematic news why are you sponsoring them and they're just reading it's also funny i uh the always sunny podcast they literally just read the ad off a sheet it's like hilarious they don't even pretend like i use this it's just <laughs> today's sponsor is our friends at better help and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> and then i feel like you can get away with that That's yeah. cool. that, but that comes down to the person in my opinion i wouldn't want to be endorsed no, or no. partnered with a with a company that I don't personally recommend, and yeah. other people or other big industries, they will and they'll be fine with it. But it's like um, that's just personal preference, and I think as soon as you throw that away, it's you now you can't get it back. That's that's like sort of credibility that you yeah. have as an individual yeah. or as a company I, or brand. I think the biggest distinction to make is that I mean, again, we we kind of touched on it, but adding value, right? If you're if you're just blatantly asking for money in you're not giving anything return. Like even if, if buddy just made highlight I videos, I, you're good. You're back. You're still there. You're still <laughs> Sorry. Good. Carry on, Gavin. Going back to it. If buddy just made highlight videos, I would probably still support buddy in some way, shape or form because I really enjoy the, the effort that he puts into making mm-hmm. these videos. I love, I love his style of play and I would support him just solely based on the fact that he's put his time and effort into making these videos. Right. But give me a way to, but give me a way to right. give me a way to even do if that. it's a donate link right yeah right yeah but but the but it's best if when it adds value like hey here's this training thing hey get an assistive touch t-shirt mm-hmm. right yeah. like it's make it make it a win-win right agreed yeah yeah, yeah. Moving anyway on. um gavin <laughs> oh that's me <laughs> how's your season been you know what? So started off the season and I played in the Club Spike and Ventures Cup in April, right? I played with uh, Grant Longland from Missouri. And I'll be honest, at the beginning of the season, I hadn't been training quite quite as much as I like to have been, especially considering in Chicago, we don't have the best winters. So hadn't been hadn't been able to get out uh, nearly as much as I wanted to. Um, had I was coaching at Illinois State University at the time and I was able to get some pickup in but it was a lot of indoor pickup and I was spending a little bit more time coaching than I was playing some of the days. And uh, some days I wasn't able to show up anyways, didn't perform as well as I wanted to in that tournament. We got quartered by uh, club Spikes body senses uh, who is a team from Chicago out there. And um, that kind of lit a fire underneath me, but that fire kind of, I feel like it, it kind of, it kind of got expelled, you know, I, I don't know. I think, I, I think it got, it wasn't that I didn't have enough drive to, practice more play more or do as much do as much training as i wanted to but i just simply haven't had the time to go in and get the drilling and the playing in because first and foremost a little bit too far away for some from some of the players in my community to go out and play as much pickup as i like you know and then on top of that um the time i I work a full-time job and for those of you who don't know i just got engaged uh don't say anything about that anyway yeah so 
anyways <laughs> um yeah yeah planning planning that and uh vacation has been big for me this this uh summer so haven't been able to put as much time and effort into it however uh the spike ball tour series tournaments that i played in this this summer i played in atlanta with daniel good i was coming off an injury so disappointing result there i didn't play as well as i could have like scott said i mean if if you're playing as best as you can you can come out and say that was a good tournament but because of the injury i don't think i was able to and then on top of that moving towards uh chicago grant longland and i played again and he was injured this tournament <laughs> so um we kind of looked at each other and said hey we want to requalify for for premiere and um right after we did against uh i think it was nick dewey and kevin bailey uh, we played against Kingdom Come, and it wasn't the closest game. I think it was 21-14, 21-14, and um, we had our day and played as well as we thought we could have, and we were okay with those results. Um, from there, played Boston with uh, Nick Dobb, who was also coming off of a, an injury. And um, Want to play we... with me next? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not, man? Huh. Anyways, are you coming off an injury? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm all a mess. <laughs> I, it fits the storyline. So why not? Yeah. Anyways. Um, I think within the first two couple games of pool play, I didn't pick up the chemistry that we wanted to right, right away. And then three game, three pool play games and moving on towards bracket, we had the chemistry and I would think I was playing, um, pretty close to my, my, my level of round net. And I was happy with the way that I played in Boston. We ended up going out, uh, quarterfinals and silver bracket and I was truly proud of the way I played and I picked up on defense picked up on a lot of my skills in that in that tournament and had the opportunity to play against some really solid guys and at the end of the day I came home knowing what I need to work on it's a matter of getting those reps now and um, moving forward with with my play as we approach Columbus um, as far as outside of playing ground net I'm really excited about again the revised boom ball in the revised universe as well as the lefty on two t-shirts that we released recently and i'm having a ton of fun making content where i just post it to my gavin roundnet plus and gavin roundnet uh accounts mm -hmm. i put um the shortened versions of some of my tournament play in there and i've been having a blast making that but hey, yeah, the, uh, the, I'm, a, I'm a subscriber the condensed Ooh. the condensed the post-produced condensed videos you're doing are awesome just like really really cool I, you do it I know Nicole, Nicole Fat from uh, Women's Round there in um, in GB. She does it too. Mm -hmm. It's like so cool. It's like click it and I can just see, skip the double faults, skip the like the dead time, just in each game, snappy. Love it. Just like, yeah. like oh, spare four or five minutes. Yeah, I'd love to watch it. You know, I actually got the uh, the idea from Vinny Spikeball with Wasabi's mm -hmm. tournament. His videos uh, are great. Yeah, yeah. And, and I actually had a conversation with him at the tournament uh, in Boston and he told me, he, he turned around and he said, this guy does it for me. And I'm sorry, I, I forgot who who actually edits the videos, but uh, he said that he just sends him the videos. He clips the footage and adds the scores to it. And it's like, if, if we want to have the ability to follow individual storylines and uh, support individual players, having accessible content where you can see them without having to put a lot of effort into it. Yeah. I think Make that's it as easy as possible. I think, that, I think yeah. that's, I think that's huge. I mean, and then also like Y Spike just put out a Boston recap where they followed the pool play of some of the Y Spike players mm -hmm. and talked about how the standings, the the standings came out of pool play. And then in bracket play, they followed some, I think they followed double clutch through, through onto finals. And I thought that was so cool to watch because I mean, one Matthew, Matthew Vero's on commentaries. He's, he's a fun guy. Anyways. Um, I don't know. I, th I think just the storylines and having the ability to deliver those to people in a way that is, is a lot easier to consume is, is so huge. And um, I think a lot of us have the desire for the ability to see more of that more quickly yeah. and to follow it with relative ease. I don't know. No, it's, so I I've had a blast making that content. Yeah, no, it's, it's as, <laughs> If I see a full length game for 15 minutes, I'm like, eh, and how much yeah. time? Well, I put it so I have like a round at watch later, but I end up just skipping those games. But like, yeah. but it was like a three game series in 12 minutes. I'm like, I am watching that for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, for sure, gonna watch that. Yeah. With the I mean, score too. Like, just everything. before, just before we 
recorded this podcast, I watched the Spike World Tour series. They just uploaded the um, Byers and Hinkle versus uh, Assisted Touch, Buddy and Clark. And I was like, eight minutes, watch that game, chunks, bang. I'm watching it. Love it. Bang. Just bang. Done. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's great. And how awesome is it that, again, all these like small innovative ideas that people are coming up with whether that's you know on instagram or on youtube or in different ways just different ways just brainstorming ideas around it just awesome because then people build off it and then it just gets better and bigger yeah i don't know it's yeah the post produce recaps that you do gavin are sick and correct anyone else that does them they're awesome it's um it's oh i was about to shout out uh kyle uh do you know how to pronounce his last name kyle jung Young, who, yeah, who, yeah, young, I guess. who um was doing it the for the SRA things. I was about mm-hmm, to shout yeah. him out, but last year Noah Vasington was doing it for some local stuff. He did it for one of my matches, and but, it was like so great. So, and well, I'm sure at, other people did it before, but shout out Noah. He like added the scoreboard and he cut it up. Yeah, and that's and that that one that's awesome. And two, look where it gets you. I mean, Carl, right now he's doing it for Spikeball Tour Series, and he's getting paid to do so. Uh, he's clipping up for them and they're posting it uh, again i don't know i have no idea how much he's getting but if he was doing it before anyway for free whatever he's getting <laughs> right. is a plus so it's just like but but again that just emphasized in the roundnet community you are not entitled to anything you're not going to get it like straight away like don't think you can just come upon an idea and be like yep okay there you go here's everything like we have show your value and then like be rewarded for it in the future and it's awesome that carl has done what he's done in he done it for so long like three or four months and eventually they was like hey what you're doing is so valuable we're going to bring you on you do it for us and we're uploading on our channel it's a win-win it's a win-win for spite it's a win for spite world tour series it's a win for him and it came from his just yeah innovative idea and yeah effort i was gonna say speaking of innovative innovative ideas and putting new putting that kind of content out i just feel like we've talked about it before mike and you mentioned that nobody's stealing from anyone no one has not not very few people have real creativity in in the sense that you can come up with a brand new idea that no one's thought of before and i feel like the way that we grow as a community is by taking one another's ideas improving upon them or blatantly copying them but i, I and i i don't don't get me wrong i'm not saying go and steal somebody's round net content and post it without putting that putting out the credit i'm saying if you see something like shortened content that you like do it and if you can replicate it and master it, try and do it a little bit better or your, in your sense of the they raise the bar and raise yeah. the bar. And that'll force whoever's making it to make it a little bit better. Or if they don't have the time to yeah. do it, maybe people will watch yours more. Who knows? Yeah. I don't care. Well, so, and where this comes, if you forget the context, I'm more just shared that like most of the things I do for Lefty on two is just things that I like to consume. Like I have, yeah. right, my the, the preview in like a pseudo newsletter style is from one thing. The breakdowns are just clearly from John Boy Media, um, just different stuff. And then, but Scott, so what was that quote that you shared the other day? Um, be, inspired, be inspired, inspired others. Inspire others, yep. Yeah. It's the same thing, like don't copy, but like you're allowed to take inspiration. You're allowed to say, oh, they did this cool thing. I'm going to try doing that. And yeah. like, and just know that's part of the process. Obviously, there's different lines. And you need to be careful and not to upset people and yes. talk to them. And like, you know, but, I, but you know, I, just I literally, yeah. if you go on my Instagram, like you will literally see like 50 to 100 sounds saved where I'll just like pop on a reel or a reel will come on my like my my page, like my real page or like a search or whatever explore page. And I'll watch a couple of reels and I'll be like, that sound is awesome. How can I like make a roundnet video? Or how can I like what can I what roundnet clips can I include in this sound to make it just awesome? I just like it's just like it's so much fun. Yeah. I think, and I, I mean that's that's me. But I'm also sure a, a lot of other people like doing a similar thing where they see something roundnet related or not, and they'd be like, how can yeah. I relate that to roundnet? Because it would be well, cool if I could. And I love so I also love like the roundnet trends that have happened. Right, right. The lefty serve challenge and just different things like yeah, that that yeah, have allowed yeah. people to collaborate together, mm-hmm. which I think are really fun too. And raise the bar. Raise the bar. Yep. I think on a smoothish transition, never as smooth as how how you guys do, but on a slightly smooth transition. You can't about, say it's. You can't. Well, I'm building up now. I'm building you up. Can't say it's a transition. Oh, the transition. Because <laughs> no, I knew it would be good, so I'm just pre-warning everyone that it's not going to be as good as how you guys do it. But anyway. 
talking about raising the level, shall we talk a little bit about how this season has gone in regards to Roundnet as a whole? No. I mean, we talked... <laughs> no, end the podcast. No, but seriously, we um we spoke before the podcast and us, well, before the, the, we actually did this podcast together as a, as a trio um, about our expectations for this season. And I mean, one of the, one of the lines that I remember saying very clearly was we have one rider now in regards to how well he performed and served at nationals in six to eight months, we're going to have another 20, 30, 40 riders. And in my opinion, I totally think we have, and I stick to that. But I think the difference is, is that serve receive has caught up such a huge amount where serving, yes, there are still some unbelievable servers, but if you put the serve receivers on the court at nationals in September last year or October, whenever it was, a lot more of those serves would be received now, given the overall improvement of serve received this year. A significant guys, number. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I, I think that people's, I, I don't even know if it's necessarily analysis of footwork or they've seen more serves or they've played against players that, or, or maybe even serves have improved to the point where players have to put in even more effort to get that ball. I don't know. I just think, I think that players have improved so rapidly with their serve receive and it's just a testament to the adaptability of round net players and how quickly we can pick up new skills. I think that, I mean, another thing is like no hit zone footwork. People are got, have gotten so much better at hitting around the no hit zone. And it's just a testament to how, how well players catch up when, when it's, when it really does add value to their game. And I think. And when they're forced to. And when they're forced to, and, and to see, and to see, rallies going further than just the first serve because of the fact that people have emphasized that aspect of their game I, I know for a fact that there's people that are genuinely just practicing footwork for service receive or really diving deep into footage and then analyzing why did 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 you see i saw the wrist go down or i saw the wrist go up and that's why i took this step left or right for a reverse versus a cut serve and i, I don't know i think i think if we continue in this trajectory, we're going to have a lot more fun of a game. And I think this season is a testament to um, how much more depth we can see when these skills are emphasized. Uh, I don't know. Where do you guys want to go with it? I just, people get so much better at round it every year and it Mm -hmm. feels impossible. Like every, well, so like, it's like, you can see the room for improvements and then like people get better at it and you still see room for improvements. And it's like, when is this going to stop? Mm-hmm. Right. The answer is probably never. But like, I also think my like lack of play in the past couple of years has also helped me just like realize like how good these players are. Like, like it's, mm-hmm. it's unreal, right? What? They're so good. And it's just, they're just, I mean, it's it's allowed the play to be really great this year. Obviously, we've had some boring matches, we've had some amazing matches, but I just think like I'm just impressed by the skills that the players can possess, regardless of like the entertainment of the match. That's a different thing. But when players can do certain things to a round net ball that I couldn't even imagine, mm-hmm. and like their sets and their touch and their hits, like I play pickup and I'm like, how do people hit with this no hit zone? Like, how are they doing all these things they can do and making it look so good? Um, I'm just so impressed. And obviously it's made the very entertaining. There's been a lot of parody, but overall it's just like mm-hmm. people are so good at the sport. Uh, yeah, a testament to that. Yeah. I think again, the overall improvement has been yeah, much more than I expected personally. Again, on the topic of server receive for sure. But I also think there's been a bigger emphasis on defense because of the parity that we've seen this year. People are starting to value the small details. I mean we even talked about it on Clark when we had uh, the 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 emphasis emphasis on setting um, and a couple of other skills on that episode. I don't know, I don't remember which podcast it was or which episode, but it was just like these finer details are now defining whether or who does well, or who comes T one or T six at a tour stop, uh, because there's so many teams that can get multiple aces a game, but now the details are coming down to your consistency of setting, your defensive yeah. touches in during a game your serve receive not being aced, you know, in being aced once a game instead of six times. It's it's these details, not just, yeah. yeah serving it's always been over. a game of least mistakes. And the fact that that just keeps getting pushed is just, just crazy. Yeah. The, the funny thing to me is that we, we kind of 
I mean, at least I noticed as far as setting was concerned, there's there's players that stood out as far as setting was concerned. There's players last season that stood out as as far as serving was concerned. Mm-hmm, agreed. Defense defense as well. They were pretty solid hitters. But we but what a lot of people didn't necessarily talk about was oh that guy's great serve receiver, and I feel like serve receive has been one of the most drastically improved skills mm-hmm. over the past six to eight months and and probably still will will continue to be towards the end of this year. Mm-hmm. And I think when we talk about these outliers, the people that set the standard for what's to come over the next six to eight months, like, I mean, obviously assistive touch playing so much great body, body defense, great defense in general last year. I'm, I, I, I kind of said it and, or alluded to it in one of the previous podcasts that when are we going to have multiple buddy Hammonds? And I don't think we're there yet, but I think people have caught up, far enough that we're seeing a higher level of play and a higher level of consistency in in all aspects of the game because of the standards that have already been set and and the improvement is just so drastic because of these people that set those standards it's crazy to see how quickly people are catching up with yeah no it totally isn't it funny that like last season people were like well how will assistive touch do in 2022 like, will they, will they be enough? And it's just, you know, it's funny when you see it now, because again, like every other round athlete, you're forced to adapt. You're forced to evolve. What have Clark and Buddy done? But Cloudy, uh, sorry, Buddy, he's got a reverse. He's got a cut. I mean, he's improved his overall game in setting. I mean, I just watched them play against uh, Preston Byers and Frederick, as I mentioned earlier, just before I, we got on this podcast. And it was just like, so they were both so impressive and they got, a lot of serving breaks. I think Clark got quite a few serving breaks. And I didn't see Preston or Frederick get too many. And that's not just a testament to, you know, Clark and Buddy's improvement in their serving, but also their serve-receive, which, again, is such a massive skill. Um, it, uh, again, it, we yeah, we said that they were by far the best defensive team, but they raised the bar on all other aspects of the game, such like other teams have done in regards to they were maybe a really good serving team, but now they've improved their setting. They've improved their serve receive. They've improved their defense. Um, but yeah, just yeah, the overall the level is yeah, I think it's it's great to see for sure. Makes for a very entertaining round net. Yeah, and sure. we only have uh, if you're talking about the STS, we have four more events and then the championship. So pretty cool. My on mic drop. Mic drop. Boom. And then, but we also have Euros this weekend, don't we, Scott? We do. We have Euros this weekend. Big event. We're sure for sure talk about it in next week's podcast once we see the results. Um, but yeah, Rooting for Benny. The, the first one since 2019 because of yeah. uh, obviously COVID. So Benny, the reigning champion going in, but he, he is actually slightly injured because... Um, Oh, so that's Gavin's next partner. Uh, that's Gavin's Ooh, next partner. Yes. No, but that's going that but that's going back to Paris where he just physically destroyed his body, as did a couple of athletes that day. Um yeah. Benny, if again, you're trying to play Columbus, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> there is another is another topic for another podcast for sure. Um maybe one at the end of the season. Benny and I playing out. together or um, um <laughs> maybe. I was thinking more about the physical fine. demand of one day. <laughs> I would love to talk injuries in round net too. Yeah. Yeah, I think we Ooh. we should definitely talk about that at some point. But um on on a on a side note and maybe a bit of a downer note, I still want to emphasize that round net is still not there. Like again, it's a cool to see the evolution and the adaptability of the top athletes. But in my opinion, if you don't cut the game up and chop it up, it is still boring, very boring to watch. Um, it's not over. So but, yeah, yeah. Like take take like take the the evolution and the adaptability and the improvement of the players. Like so such an awesome sight to see. But look, I, you still see four double faults in a row, and you think about, am I what am I doing? <laughs> am I going to continue to watch this again? Yeah. Hey, Just if my anyone wants to go back say... and look at some content. Oh, I was going to say, if anyone wants to go back and look at some content in the Facebook Facebook group from ATX, I posted a video of twenty two double faults and. Oh yeah, sets. I remember that. And it's well, to do, it's to yeah. the levitating song by Dua Lipa. It's it's great. One oh so so Gavin, <laughs> years ago, I'll try to find this video. I'll find this video right now. Um, is there were so this was before double faults, right? It was just oh, a rim was faults. bad or a miss was bad. Mm-hmm. And um, I did a video. Oh, well, let's just I'm just gonna look it up. It's on the Spicy Round Net channel. It's oh, uh, spicy. spicy Round Net. Okay, let's find great it. name. 
So it's Chiswick Showalter versus Origin Impact, except it speeds up 25% every ace or miss. <laughs> in this match, it goes in this match, there were 14 misserved, seven aces, only two points with more than one possession. So oh it's gosh. just like, and I have like funny music behind it. I'll send it to you guys after. Please. Oh, that's great. But yeah. it like, it goes so fast. Open, like, put it's it's just put away rim or miss like the, yeah. the whole time like or ace the whole time when, when i was trying to find a real because we was doing the um we was doing the uh, chiswick show Walter when mm-hmm. we had uh tyler on and we was making a real i was watching back some of the old show chiswick and show Walter footage and some of their games was like incredibly bad it was like pj getting like six aces in a row then double faulting and then they just got a one, two, three, and then yep. Tyler got three, three aces, then double forward, and then the then they get a one, two, three. It was <laughs> but goaded though. They were yeah, so okay. Goated. Look, it was sick, right? And they were cool serves, but it was also <laughs> so tragic. Um, but that, again, that was in 2019. That wasn't. That was like post-ish golden era. If you talk about rallies and not serval being too much of a thing. Oh, hi. Yeah. Imagine Chizik getting an ace serve today. That's a joke. It's a joke. It's a, it's a joke. Okay, <laughs> I'm playing. Yeah. Oh, but that backhand though. But but yeah, on on like a serious note, this this the, uh, yeah, we still need to get closer. Like I watched the the highlights of Preston and and uh, Frederick the assisted touch, and it was a really cool eight minutes. But I mean, if that wasn't content, condensed down, that would be forty five minutes long, and there's no way I'm watching all of that in the nicest way. Um, I love all four of them, but I I ain't watching it. Um, I might watch it live on the stream, but might not i'm yeah. sad you guys missed the error of trucker too trucker was just a beast yeah. um, anyway that's all guys so that's all we have today for this episode <laughs> of that round net podcast um it's been a fun one talking through our uh journeys so far this year we got a lot to look forward to with obviously uh, columbus coming up next week and a big major we got euros we got worlds uh which scott and i will be at gavin will be uh cheering us off us on from afar i'll be on the stream yep um yeah, and then we have it. the championship in october and that means we have like at least uh at least one two three four five six like nine more episodes of that round at podcast through the Ooh. end of the season however so. before we go we will be doing something during worlds we don't know what but we might be doing mini recaps at the end of each day and uploading them either on Instagram or as quick audio files as mini episodes so that people can yeah know what's happening each day at Worlds. Yeah. Mm, that's it. Episode 25. We're 25 episodes in, boys. Wow. 25 hours. Congratulations to, to Gavin on, on his engagement. Everyone shout him out. Woo, woo, woo. And she on that yes. note, thank you. <laughs> <and yeah. laughs> on that note, thank you all for listening. <laughs>